0: Welcome, everyone. My name is Sousan Kadura, and you are listening to Under the Olive Tree. As you probably heard, Canada presented its candidature to get one of the 10 temporary seats at the UN Security Council. Now, the UN Security Council, as you know, has five permanent seats and 10 temporary seats and Canada is running for one of them. The seat Canada is lobbying for and the election for that seat is happening on June 2020 is one of two seats that will become available and that represent the regional area of Western Europe and others. So uh, others in that regional area refers to Canada, New Zealand, Australia and Israel. So there is two available seats for this region, but three candidates for it. Canada, as I mentioned, is one of the candidates, along with Ireland and Norway. Last time, Canada wanted a seat at the Security Council was back in 2010 when Canada lost its bid for the first time. Canada had never before lost a bid for a seat on the UN Security Council. This was seen by many in Canada as a national embarrassment and even some saw it as an indication of the international rejection of our politics in the world under the Harper government. So the question is, will Trudeau succeed in his bid next year? But more importantly, should he succeed? Should Canada really get a seat on the Security Council? David Heap doesn't seem to think Canada deserves a seat. He writes for Rabble.ca, and I'm quoting, The bottom line for our federal government is this. The world needs to see a major foreign policy shift before Canada can be seriously in the running for a seat on the Security Council. Otherwise, the call should be for, quote, anyone but Canada for the UN Security Council, unquote. So David is basing his own opinion on Canada's stances on various foreign issues that includes questions related to disarmament agreements, but also Venezuela, Honduras, Haiti, and of course, Palestine, Israel. So within that context and discussion, it was interesting to look at Canada's record at the UN to understand what are the true values that our government is really representing and pushing for on, on the international stage, as opposed to the perception we might have of Canada as a country that stands for human rights and as a country that, have, that has a more humane and principled approach to foreign policy, comparing, for example, to the United States. So is that really true? Another reason it is important to have the discussion about Canada and the UN is the wave of optimism that hit some Palestine solidarity activists in Canada in November when the Canadian government shocked us all by voting in support of Palestinian human rights for the first time in over a decade. But if we actually look at Canada's true politics at the UN up up until now, then we ask ourselves was that optimism a bit too quick and very misguided and did canada's current bid for the security council seat play a role in this very brief shift in canadian politics so to answer all these questions and more i have with me on the phone from vancouver hannah kawas who is from the canada palestine association and the canada palestine association did an analysis recently of canada's voting pattern at the u.n when it comes to resolutions centered around palestine israel and couple of resolutions uh, about the arab world in general in their analysis they specifically focused on 16 u.n resolutions that get voted on every year by the u.n Re- general assembly and they looked into how canada voted on these 16 resolution every year from 2013 to 2018. So the analysis covers a time period that includes both the Harper government and the current Trudeau liberal government. So thank you very much, Hannah, for talking to me today.
1: Yeah, you're welcome, thank you. Uh, I just like to add that uh, the 16 resolution uh, weren't the only ones. There were others and we had them posted on our website regarding uh, Palestinian refugees for resolutions uh, in relation to Palestinian refugees Canada voted against them uh, during um, the last 6 years so there are 20 really resolution that mm-hmm. comes every year on the issue of Palestine, and also some of them are about uh, Arabs like the Golan Heights, this oil slick on the Lebanese uh, boundaries. So all these together, you know, uh, Canada votes uh, regularly against 18 out of the 20. The other two, they abstain usually. Mm -hmm. So that's just for the background. Uh, And like you stated, Canada voted for the first time ever a simple resolution which calls for the right of self-determination of the Palestinian people. This resolution, they voted against it all along, but the shift was here on this right to self-determination, which is uh, really simple. I mean, the the right to self-determination is a sacred right for any people. I mean, they have the right to self-determination. So it's not really that uh, uh, critical to the equation in the Middle East. I mean, let uh, 2,000 countries vote against it. Uh, It's not going to affect it, because it's a sacred right that's uh, given to any peoples in the world. By the way, today the, 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 the General Assembly voted on uh, the right of the palestinian people to self-determination with 167 in favor and that uh, for the first time included canada and five against israel marshall island federated state of micronesia nehru and the us
0: just to clarify something and this is something you mentioned before the interview that on November 19 when people were optimistic about the sudden vote in support uh, of Canada of this resolution the right for the Palestinian people to self-determination so that was the vote uh, in the fourth committee committee yes, yes of the general assembly and today it was the vote in the general assembly oh. and again Canada voted yes on this resolution
1: mm-hmm. And
0: so I guess my question is now, one, why do you think Canada changed its vote that day on that resolution? As you mentioned, also your analysis shows that that for years Canada voted always against it. Suddenly they changed and they even voted yes, despite the pressure that came after that vote on November 19 from pro-apartheid groups. They also yeah. voted yesterday, which might be also another surprise that, that they didn't cave to the pressure. So, can you maybe yeah. look and analyze a little bit what happened here? Why Canada is changing its yeah. vote on this resolution and still insisting yeah. on it today?
1: Yeah, they changed. Basically, you mentioned it in the intro because they wanted a seat uh, on the the Security Council, uh, because uh, Harper, during Harper, they lost that seat because basically the simple reason that uh, Harper changed all the voting record of Canada at the United Nations General Assembly. And people uh, who votes uh, uh, like a vast majority with this resolution felt that uh, Canada is not really objective and it's Not neutral the way it usually claimed it never been neutral or impartial but claimed that all through so Harper was more honest than any other liberal government (laughs) through the history Uh, they're trying to deceive the uh, General Assembly and I'm not sure what kind of deal they made Um, Nikki Nikki Haley uh, she said it's a deal with the devil (laughs) You know, she called <laughs> Trudeau's deal with the devil, you know. So I'd like to know which devil it is uh, that they made this deal with. Uh, I'm sure they're not saying and they won't say. Maybe we'll find out later. But also there is another reason, thousand, uh, to this equation. I think uh, Trudeau realized during the last election where he lost his majority that this voting record means a lot to many people in the Canadian public, Palestinians, Arabs, and uh, uh, human rights activists uh, in, in all across Canada. so I think he's trying to appease uh, these uh, people who vote usually liberals uh, from the community uh, the Palestinian community and the Arab community and the Muslim community so uh, this this uh, move on his part is to appease these voters whose their grip on the community starts slipping because of his record. And we made sure during the election to expose the voting record on on the Palestinian issue and on other important Arab issue like the Golan Heights occupation. They think it's going to work, but I don't think it's going to work because we're going to keep exposing them to our community and to the public about this record because I'm sure, uh, as, as Trudeau promised also recently, I'm I'm quoting Trudeau. Mm -hmm. Let me be very clear. Our enduring friendship with Israel remains. We will continue to stand strongly against the singling out of Israel at the UN. Canada remains a steadfast supporter of Israel, and Canada will always defend Israel's rights to live in security. And we will always, always speak up against anti-Semitism at home and abroad. You have my word. And also he promised them not to change the vote on other resolutions. So it's clear uh, that he's not going to change his ways. Uh, And, uh, you know, what he said about this Sloan resolution, he said the government felt that it was important to reiterate its commitment to a state for two people's solution, at a time when its prospects appear increasingly under threat, you know this is total hypocrisy. Because uh, what's undermining the two-state solution is him, him himself, you know, and his government because of the vote they do at the UN. You know, the way they're voting at the UN is undermining the two-state solution. Like just one example persons displayed as a result of the June 1967 and subsequent hostility they, basically this resolution ask for a, a, a return of people who were displaced in 1967 we're not talking about 1948 and Canada votes against every year which we documented six years before, and now the seventh year, they voted against this resolution. So what does that mean? Why would you vote uh, against people returning to their homes in the West Bank? Mm -hmm. Uh, I am one of those, by the way. Mm -hmm. I am one of those that has uh, um, my, um, my property deeds in my hand here in Canada, and I can't go live in Bethlehem, where I was born, where I have a property there. So by voting against that uh, doesn't bode well for two-state solution. I mean, he, obviously, he's supporting the ethnic cleansing, not just of 48, he's supporting the ethnic cleansing of the occupied territories, 1967, another example. Uh, Israeli settlements in the occupied Palestinian territories, including East Jerusalem and the occupied Syrian uh, Golan. They voted against the same. The last seven years, and this year included, they voted against this resolution. So if you want to give the Palestinian states, why would you vote for Israeli settlements in the occupied, occupied Palestinian territories? not in 1948. So uh, who's who's undermining the two-state solution? It's him. Also, the Canada voted for the last seven years, including this year, that the uh, work of the Special Committee to Investigate Israeli Practices affecting the human rights of the Palestinian people and other peoples and other Arabs in the occupied territories against, they voted against this year also. So how he's going to support the uh, two-state solution? And this is just nonsense, and it's hypocrisy. Uh, The hypocrisy just really stinks, you know because uh, if you really want to support two state solution you don't support israeli violations you don't support israeli occupation you don't support israeli ethnic cleansing and you don't support israeli war crimes but the, uh, the canada on record supports all of all of those so Just to say, you know, we're going to change our vote and the right to self-determination doesn't mean anything. It means nothing. I mean, the right to self-determination, as I said, it's a sacred right. And Trudeau nor his government would decide on this issue.
0: Mm -hmm. You mentioned the settlements. One of also the arguments of the analysis people brought in when it comes to Canada suddenly voting yes on that one resolution, they said that that might be a reaction to what Mike Pompeo, the U.S. Secretary of State Mike Pompeo, said a few days before about the Israeli settlements. And if people remember, he said that basically, Israeli settlements in the occupied territories are not per se inconsistent with international law. And some people saw the vote of Canada on this resolution about self-determination was a reaction to that. Is that true? Do you think that's true, this dynamic? Uh,
1: uh, no, I think that's nonsense because, you know, I mean, they, they have the same position. When, when Canada votes against uh, settlements in the occupied territories, you know, I mean, you are supporting them. <laughs> it's, uh, and I read you the, the the resolution. It says Israeli settlements in the occupied Palestinian territories, including East Jerusalem and the occupied Syrian Golan. This year, 157 voted in favor, uh, seven against, Canada included, with the Israel Marshall Island, Federated Micronesia, and New And, uh, and uh, this time, uh, Papua uh, New Guinea, uh, inclu- and the U.S., for sure. So when you vote against such a resolution, Israeli settlement in the occupied territories, including East Jerusalem and the occupied Syrian, you are supporting them. I mean, that's that's nonsense. And it is, it's, it's been the case for the last five years during... Uh, The Trudeau government uh, uh, for, and this year also Canada voted against this resolution. So, in essence, they're saying they support Israeli settlements. And you know, there is another important resolution that uh, Canada voted against, again, in tradition of uh, the long uh, history of Canada's voting since Harper came to power. Uh, They they voted against the committee on the exercise of of the inalienable rights of the Palestinian people. Uh, Again, this year, 92 uh, in favor, 13 against, including Canada, and 61 abstentions. The the resolution passed, but Canada voted against uh, uh, our inalienable rights in our homeland. So just to show you... Uh, Even they voted against peaceful settlement of the question of Palestine. You believe that? (laughs) Uh, And this is, again, a a yearly resolution that uh, passes uh, with large majority. This year passed with 147 countries supporting it, seven against, including Canada. So they they don't want a peaceful resolution. So, Mr. Trudeau, what the hell you want? (laughs) You want uh, people to just say, okay, if you don't want a peaceful resolution, we'll have alternatives. And the Palestinian people
0: Do have alternatives, Mm -hmm. and I want to also go back to this uh, argument that many people use—that maybe Canada is voting yes on this resolution just because they uh, they are—they want to strengthen their bid for the UN Security Council uh, seat. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, we see that, as you mentioned, and you mentioned several examples, we see that Canada didn't really change its voting patterns after this one yes vote, because all the UN resolution that came afterward that has to do with Palestine, they voted continuously against it, which continuously mean against Palestinian human rights. So I guess the question is, was really, uh, is really Canada's bid for that UN seat? A factor here, because it didn't really lead to any changes.
1: Yeah, no, but again, you know, I think they might have cooked a deal if they voted on this specific resolution. Some Arab countries might uh, vote for them, you know, Mm -hmm. which is possible. I mean, the, the normalization between the Arab regimes the Saudis and the Emiratis and the Qataris and all the Egypt and Jordan, you know, they might they might uh, have cooked up a deal. If you vote uh, with one resolution, we'll allow we'll vote for you to the Security Council. That's a possibility. I'm just guessing. Mm-hmm. I don't know inside information, but this is a possibility. And then the Trudeau uh, told the Zionist lobby, we'll serve you better if we are in the <laughs> Security Council. So that's why they keep quiet. to. Certain degree about uh, the the Canada voting on this, and they will uh, will they will serve Israel. They're not going to serve Palestinian interests or Arab, Arab interests if they reach the Security Council. And I'm I agree w- with David Heap that anybody but the Canadian government to have a seat on the security council because they are serving uh, a, a certain agenda the US agenda and the imperialist agenda and the you know the multinational corporations uh, Canadian or uh, or American multinational corporation that's exploiting people all over the world from uh, Latin America to the Middle East to everywhere else in the world so uh, I, I think uh, really uh, South and uh, what they are doing is a big deception, big deception and uh, hypocritical. because, I mean, if you really believe in right to self-determination of the Palestinian people, you don't oppose uh, their ineligible right uh, in their country. Lots of people made a big fuss, I don't know, you recall most probably, oh that Canada uh, donated uh, over the last uh, four years 60 million dollars to the UNRWA. You know what? Again, this year, they voted against the resolution that Operations of the United Nations Relief and Work Agency, which is the UNRWA, for Palestinian refugees in the Middle East. 167 countries voted in favor, six against. Canada was one of them. That's this year. Mm-hmm. Uh, they, they are playing games, and uh, basically uh, some, you know, uh, they, I call them the liberal apologists amongst our community. Oh, they paid that money for the honorwa. Yeah, but if you pay that money, why are you against the honorwa? Why you vote against uh, the Uni- honorwa and, uh, and uh, the resolution that relates to the honorwa? I mean, it's, it's a total hypocrisy and to, total deception they are doing. And the same with this, I'm sure, the apologists, whether they are in the Palestinian community or the Muslim and Arab communities, they're going to go, oh, they voted with this, so we should uh, give them a hero biscuit. You know, I mean, that's ridiculous. <laughs> that's nonsense because what what Canada is doing since since the establishment of this state of Israel, they always were against our rights. They played the main role in the partition plan all the way till this moment. all their concern was to support israel, right or wrong, and they never cared about human rights they never cared about the four geneva convention i mean the four Geneva convention obliges Canada, according to uh, um, article uh, forty six and forty seven that if they see any war criminal act any country that commits war crimes that they should be held to accountable and canada not just not holding them to accountable they are supporting them
0: you mentioned geneva convention one of the first resolution you guys looked at was a resolution that has to do with the geneva convention and you mentioned that Canada voted against it constantly. So can you talk about that resolution and what it means when Canada votes against a resolution like this? Is it, does it mean that Canada is voting against the Geneva Convention?
1: Yeah, basically, you know, they are the signatory to the Four Geneva Convention. They are obliged by their signatory to honor it. And, you know, Canada never honored uh, the Four Geneva Convention when it comes to Israeli practices and Israeli violates. Many uh, th- uh, uh, paragraphs in the Four Geneva Convention, and Canada never said a word about that. Because, I mean, it's just I give you some examples transferring people from the occupying country to the occupied land is against the Four Geneva Conventions. There is over 700,000 Israelis that are living in the occupied territory. That includes Jerusalem, by the way. They claim it's 400, 450,000, but that's just on the West Bank. But they transferred their population to the uh, Jerusalem too, which is East Jerusalem, which is occupied territory. The same on the Golan Heights. Uh, The other one is taking prisoners to the inside their territory. Uh, Prisoners should be taken in the occupied territories, not transferring them to the, you know, and many other things. I mean, they violating, Israel violating every item because they say the Fort Geneva Convention doesn't apply on us. We are not an occupying power. So what are they? They feel that uh, the West Bank is part of Israel part of greater Israel. And in essence, what Trudeau is doing is supporting this Zionist concept of the greater Israel. Human rights watch just issued two days ago a report saying, you know, you can't keep this on maybe for one year, two years. You can't keep uh, denying the Palestinian people their civil rights. It's been, and they said that in the Human Rights Watch report that was published yesterday, they saying, you know, you have to give the Palestinian people their civil rights. After 52 years, that's not enough. And they recommended equal rights for all the occupied territories, whether uh, they are Palestinians or uh, Israelis. So that's what the uh, Human Rights Watch said, because, you know, enough is enough. 52 years, and they showed some uh, Palestinian people who've been born under occupation for the last 52 years, who who been jailed and uh, abused and tortured. They were born into the occupation, and they think the, all these people never had their civil rights. This cannot continue, and occupation cannot continue. While you know, the position of the Canadian government was is to support all that.
0: In your uh, analysis, also you mentioned not only that Canada is going against the Geneva Convention, but you guys explained that Canada, when it votes like this at the UN, always against every resolution that has to do with Palestine and that wants to defend Palestinian human rights, it goes against its own stances. So can you, can you maybe explain to people what is the official stance of Canada and how Canada right now is going against its own position?
1: Yeah, the uh, key position on on the Middle East, uh, you know, which is the Canadian key position on the Middle East, they state very clearly that occupied territories are occupied, you know, and the uh, the Fourth Geneva Convention, that's the Canadian position. That's on paper. You know, Google key points on uh, Middle East issues, uh, and you'll find that that's what they say that it's uh, occupied territories and the Geneva Convention applies. So if it does, then why you are protecting Israel? And then Mr. Trudeau say, because it's singling out Israel. You know, this singling out Israel is a Zionist term. It's uh, been manufactured by Israel to divert the attention from their war crimes. You know, uh, there there are uh, 20 countries under sanctions by Canada 20 countries that Canada sanctions 11 of these countries are in the Middle East for what I mean are the uh, Canadian government singling out all these 20 countries (laughs) and why they are not singling out Israel or Saudi Arabia the most violators of human rights in the whole world you know why they are not included in these sanctions so singling out is nonsense, and it's a, a term made in Israel, and that's what he's doing. He's puppeteering the the term uh, and uh, using it uh, on behalf of Israel, because if Israel is guilty of crimes, they should be uh, called uh, upon and accounted for their uh, uh, war crimes, according to the Geneva Convention, thousand. Uh, so it's really, you know, mind-boggling uh, the way they say it uh, with straight face, you know, that singling out is Israel. Well, sure, you single out anybody. You are singling out 20 countries in the world by mm. putting sanctions on them. Why not Israel? Why not uh, Saudi Arabia? Again, another violator of human rights in the whole world.
0: So as we mentioned, after the supportive vote of Canada, Canada went back and voted against a lot of UN resolutions since. On December 3rd, for example, the General Assembly voted on five different UN resolutions, many of them you mentioned already. And Canada voted against all of them, and all of them passed with an overwhelming majority. Um, Mm -hmm. I wanted to ask you, because we're talking about Canada, I want to just take a second to focus on another country that was mentioned that also had a major shift, it seemed this year when it comes to their voting record. And this is Brazil. And uh, according to Jerusalem Post, they're saying that last year they voted from these five UN resolutions that were voted on on December 3rd. Brazil voted in favor of four of them and abstained on one but this year Brazil voted against or abstained on all of them so there's the shift of voting mm-hmm. records of Brazil so I guess my question is you know what do you think about that shift in Brazil and from that maybe you know a larger question about do, did you notice any shifts uh, in voting patterns this year's from other countries
1: yeah the the Brazil you know I mean it's a fascist government now that governed uh, Brazil and they hijacked the democratic process in brazil he's well known fascist he's well known uh, right wing and when um when uh, Trudeau government uh, conspired against the venezuelan uh, president uh, with the uh, you know they held a the meeting in ottawa. The Lima Group, mm-hmm. uh, I believe uh, it's called. Yeah. And they, they paid money, over $50 million, to try to topple the legitimate government in Venezuela. While in Brazil, you know, in contrast, they are supporting it. You know why? Because they have uh, mining interest in Brazil. And uh, Venezuela uh, is not allowing them to have uh, the same mining uh, uh, interest and freedom to control the mining industry in uh, Venezuela so it's, it's a matter of interest and it's not morality or human rights they support any fascist government I mean the Canadian uh, government and the US government is known in supporting all these fascist regimes all all over the world from uh, Pinochet to the Shah of Iran to uh, Marcos of the Philippines they always supported these fascist governments. They never have any concern for human rights or dignity of the people of the world. All they care about the interest of the elite, not the interest of the people. And they don't give a damn about human rights. So that's why uh, Brazil is getting away with murder. Hopefully not for long, because the Latin American people are waking up. Look at the demonstration in Chile's, uh, And the the situation is... uh, blowing up all across Latin America and in some uh, places uh, all over the world, too. And the Americans will not get away with murder anymore. And to support, uh, like the Canadian government is doing to support this American empire, is going to hurt the Canadian people strategically because, you know, uh, people are not going to forget what Canada and what the U.S. did to them. All over the world they will never forget that and they will uh, uh, never forget they supported their oppressors the same in the case of palestine
0: Mm -hmm. so your analysis looked at uh, 2013 to 2018 and we see also the votes this year there's not a lot of change whether it's trudeau or harper conservative or liberal I want to go back a little bit before that because I read these couple of quotes, uh, one on CBC that were saying that in 2003, Canada voted yes to 13 of the 16 resolution on Israel and abstained on three. In 2004, it recorded its first two no votes alongside the U.S. and Israel and supported only 12 resolutions. After Stephen Harper came to power in 2006, the no and abstention votes gradually increased until the situation we've be today, which we, mm-hmm. we have been discussing. Another quote also from Eve Angler's article. He says, and I'm quoting, In August, Liberal MP Anthony Housefather father boasted in a Canadian Jewish news article that, quote, we have voted against 87% of the resolutions singled out Israel for condemnation at the General Assembly, versus 61% for the Harper government, 19% for the Martin and Monroli governments, and 3% of the Kretian government. We have also supported 0% of these resolutions compared to 23 support under Harper, 52% under Mulroney, 71% under and mm-hmm. Martin, and 79% under Chrétien. So I guess from these two things, I wanted to kind of get your perspective on this kind of shift uh, historically. Are these two quotes really representative of the Canadian uh, position on Israel-Palestine? Were we better before? Did we support really better Palestinian human rights before and now we're really on the complete opposite?
1: Um, Actually, you know, I don't think uh They were uh, sincere when they took this position in the early days. They were smarter, diplomatically were smarter, like uh, even, uh, I won't call Martin uh, uh, smart, but uh, because the (laughs) shift started in his era. But uh, with Cretchen and before the Cretchen government, which was mainly liberal government, they were smarter. They weren't really, you know, because they know their interest in the world can't be maintained if they are really honest where they stand if they say we stand uh, for oppressing uh, the palestinian people if we stand for no democracy no human rights in the world i mean people will uh, will be turned off uh, by such a, a a blatant position and clear position that's why i say many times The the right-wingers are more honest, whether Netanyahu or uh, uh, Trump or or Harper. They tell you what they believe in, but they're not smart uh, in in the sense, in, in, in a diplomatic sense. Because, you know, if you want to be smart and diplomatic, you cover your agenda. These people don't which is more uh, in our favor because we know where they stand mm-hmm. but and uh, Trudeau was expected to be like the other liberal government before him but he turned out to be uh, dumber than Harper even <laughs> and i i think i think that's that's the situation because i mean you don't just show all your cards uh, no no diplomat will show all their cards and say here we stand like uh, like Trump does like uh, Netanyahu no Palestinian state ever you know while the uh, la- labor uh, in Israel, they always said, "Oh yeah, let's negotiate two-state solution and all that nonsense," you know. And they deceived uh, many people, not just uh, Palestinians, but they deceived people all over the world. And now uh, Trump is saying, you know, "Yeah, Jerusalem is the capital of Israel. The occupied territories uh, no problem if you if you have settlements in them. Uh, the Golan Heights, you know, is uh, is part of Israel." You know, I mean, that's stupid, you know. But still, they are more honest. That's their agenda, and they are showing it. So uh, uh, Mr. Trudeau fits now with these uh, uh, right-wing fanatics that really don't know how to uh, cover their behinds.
0: So as we see, all the UN resolutions, Canada vote against it, except that one positive vote, but as we discussed, that might be for political calculation and deals made and so on. But Canada vote against all of them, but all of them, with no exception, are always passed overwhelmingly in uh, in the UN. Um, yeah. So And that's going on for years that these UN resolutions that try to defend Palestinian human rights on different levels, they all pass, like I said, overwhelmingly. Even, yeah. for example, another example, uh, on the level of the Security Council, which also passed can pass resolution. In December 2016, you know, we already talked about settlements. The Security Council passed a resolution that demanded the stop of the settlement. And mm-hmm. according to the UN website, I'm going to quote, the Security Council reaffirmed this afternoon that Israel established of se- uh, the Israel's establishment of settlements in the Palestinian territory occupied since 1967, including East Jerusalem, had no legal validity, constituting a flagrant violation under international law. The Council reiterated its demand that Israel immediately and completely cease all settlement activities in the occupied Palestinian territories including East Jerusalem. That's a resolution passed in 2016 at the end, so just few weeks before Trump came to power. And it was mm-hmm. passed on the level of the Security Council, which is harder because we know that the US always used it, its veto there. And it was yeah. passed, 14 votes passed it, and the US was only one abstaining. So I'm mentioning yeah. that other example that also showed there was a resolution at the Security Council very recently, also condemning Israeli settlement very strongly. All these UN resolutions on the General Assembly are passed overwhelmingly with no exception for years, but yet, there's nothing happening on the ground. And so the question is, you know, journalist Ramona Wadi was saying, saying for decades, UN resolution have not contributed to a change in Palestine quest for its political rights. So I guess the question, why we should continue caring about what the UN is doing, UN resolution, how Canada is voting, none Mm. Uh. none of it seems to actually become concrete actions on the ground.
1: Yeah. None of them is implemented when it comes to Palestine. You're right. And, uh, you know, I mean, the Security Council resolution in 67 passed the 242, where they asked Israel to withdraw uh, from the occupied territories. And this was reaffirmed with the Security Council resolution 338, which also asked for Israel uh, to withdraw. And uh, they also asked to implement the uh, right of return 194 resolution. And again, you know, this is a Security Council. While, uh, you know, uh, Iraq, uh, if they invaded Kuwait and occupied it, uh, they couldn't stay six months. They were evicted by force. You know, it shows you the hypocrisy. I mean, uh, uh, might is right nowadays, and the Americans consider uh, this is the slogan nowadays. Uh, I agree with you. All all of the, all of these resolutions amount to nothing because uh, l- let me give you a really crucial resolution. Canada in, in 1959, uh, I believe, co-sponsored, it's, I'm not sure which year, but it's 273 resolution. They co-sponsored a, a resolution to allow the Israel to become a member at the uh, UN. And in this resolution that was passed, it was conditional that Israel would implement two United Nations General Assembly resolution One of them is 194, which is the right of return of the Palestinian people. The other one was 181, which is the partition plan. Because Israel uh, wasn't satisfied with 56% of what the uh, partition plan gave it. It occupied 80 percent of Palestine. That was in 48, just uh, uh, less than a year after the partition plan. So this was conditional on the acceptance. And Israel agreed to implement these two resolutions. And, uh, you know, Israel was accepted on these two conditions. Mm -hmm. And, you know, they never implemented these two resolutions for the past 70 years. So what does that say about U.N. resolution? And uh, if if there is a, a United Nations that respects itself, it'll say now you are not a member. You get the hell out till you implement these two resolutions. And that was, uh, again, 70 years ago. So, you know, they're meaningless again, and I don't put much value to them unless they are implemented. And the U.N. can't implement anything uh, unless... Uh, the empire (laughs) agrees to it the Mm -hmm. u.s empire agrees to it and uh, you know like we say in arabic to whom you can complain if the judge is your adversary
0: yeah (laughs) (laughs) so finally i guess to go back to the study that you guys did at the canada palestine association as we as i mentioned at the beginning you guys looked at 16 resolution and you mentioned this is a continuation of another study that looked at the other four so in general every year People yeah, actually, in. there is
1: a link to the other four in that uh, in the 16 resolution. There is a link in it in in the intro of the the 16.
0: What is the so link of people, the Canada Palestine Association?
1: Yeah, uh, cpa.vancouver.org.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Canada's Shameful Record on Palestinian Refugees. That's the one we had the four resolutions, mm-hmm. and then Canada's Shameful Record on Palestine. And in it, uh, you could. Uh, you know, the uh, continuation of the same policy. So, you know, I mean, uh, uh, Were you guys
0: surprised? Were you guys surprised by the result of your study? Or did you expect to see that really shameful record from canada and trudeau
1: no no we weren't because as i told you in 2013 we did a similar study and we we've been following it year after year although many many you know so-called uh, palestinian support groups ignore what's happening at the un which is uh, not really logical because you know uh, like uh, this study about uh, the Canada's shameful record on Palestinian refugees. Mm-hmm. We did it just after CJPME, and we, we, we knew of the positions all, all along, but we, we did it. We put it on paper because CJPME gave the Trudeau government B plus on the Palestinian refugees. So we, we did the study uh, of four resolutions. Over the last six months, to show you know, uh, Mr. Trudeau's government doesn't deserve B+. They don't deserve F. They maybe deserve F-. minus. <laughs> you know, it's important for people to, when they when they take a position, to know what the heck they are talking about before deceiving the public and deceiving our supporters. And again, uh, you know, they still some of them are still. Uh, applauding the government for taking this, uh, we call it uh, uh, orphan vote, <laughs> because it's an orphan vote, you know. Uh, we, we call it an orphan vote. They're still cheering for this orphan vote, which contradicts uh, everything else they voted uh, against, you know, uh, all the other resolutions. By the way, there are still seven resolution not voted on they they should be complete by december 20 21st 23rd but the, all these statistics will come up maybe by the end of the year so we are doing a new study on this year um, a vote a canadian vote at the un and uh, we're gonna post it uh, whenever it's ready so people could uh, stay tuned for this study again uh, it's similar to what we did before
0: so, yeah, it's important to understand that usually, and, you know, you can give more details, but usually every year there is 20 UN resolution that has to do with Palestine-Israel uh, that gets mm. voted on. The same resolution gets voted on every year.
1: Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, they are the same. And uh, that includes uh, the Golan Heights, mm-hmm. which is not really Palestinian, uh, but it's uh, related to, to the Israel. Arab uh, situation, Arab-Israeli uh, conflict. Uh, if you can call it that. (laughs) And uh, also there is another resolution that's passed uh, relating to Lebanon. And uh, actually the Syrian uh, Golan has two resolutions usually every year in addition, and it is on the list uh, we have there. So again, uh, I think it's important that people follow what the government says.
0: Mm -hmm. With me on the phone from Vancouver, Hannah Kawas from the Canada-Palestine Association. The Canada-Palestine Association recently released a study looking at Canada's voting record at the UN, especially concerning a UN resolution that has to do with Palestine-Israel and a couple of other key issues relating to uh, the Arab world. The study looked into Canada's votes on these resolutions for, the la- for six consecutive years, so from 2013 to 2018. 18 so under both a conservative government and a liberal today we are focusing on this topic in light of the many palestine focused un resolution that are being voted on at this moment at the un and also to put a better context to the brief very brief moment of optimism that canada gave to human rights supporters last november before going back to its old pro-occupation stances at the un so thank you very much hannah for talking to me today
1: thank you for inviting me
0: My name is Sausan Kadura and you are listening to Under the Olive Tree.